Welcome to the Cultivate Farms podcast. My name is Sam Marwood and we really hope that you enjoy this podcast episode. Let's get you farming. First up on work-life money, you know the story because it's been going on for years and years and years, and that is farmers who are getting older and older and don't quite know how to retire. The problem is they find it difficult trying to figure out which of the children should inherit the farm and take it over, although you know every farming family ultimately has to make that decision. Do they try and slice the farm into bits so that different kids get different parts? What happens to the generation after that then? And it becomes a really difficult planning situation for many families. Then there's another part of this. Do young people actually want to go onto farms? Surprisingly, some say, well, actually, yes. The real problem, a little bit like housing in some of our big capital cities is, younger people can't afford to take on the mortgages, can't afford if they have taken on those mortgages to have a drought, a flood or a few bad years because that would literally send them to the wall. The banks also are more reluctant to lend the younger farmers or prospective farmers the money because, again, they know the risks. So how does this work out? Because otherwise, the next generation of farming families is going to be pretty light on and that could be difficult for the nation as a whole. Well, Sam Marwood, who is the co-founder of Cultivate Farms, which is in Albury, basically has called on 100 farmers to put up their hands to support the next generation. Effectively, what Cultivate Farms does is match farmers, farmers that want to step back, investors who want to own and maybe operate a farm together, to allow younger farmers in with maybe the capital of other investors or existing farmers who want to step out and maybe take some money as well. Let's just see exactly how it works. The co-founder of Cultivate Farms, Sam Marwood, is on the line right now. Many thanks for your time, Sam. Uh, pleasure, Ross. All right, tell me how this all started. What was it? Where did the idea come from? Uh, pretty much, uh, co-founder Tim Hicks uh, has been a wannabe aspiring farmer for many years, and we've been friends for a while. And we caught up actually in Melbourne doing some suit shopping for a wedding, and uh, he was just kicking ideas around. And he said, "What if there was? I, I want to be a farmer, but I don't have the money. But what if there was a business that bought farms for young people and?" Having grown up on a farm myself and, and knowing that my parents weren't going to give me the farm, I knew I'd never be a farmer. And uh, I went back to that moment when I was a, when I was a kid, when my dad said I wasn't going to get the farm, and I thought, yeah, wow! Imagine if there was a, a business that uh, supported young people to become a farmer by eliminating that biggest entry uh, barrier to entry, which is access to capital. But I thought the real issue here was that there was a lack of prospective farmers. Are you saying, in fact, that's not the the reality? The real problem in terms of a lack of young farmers is the lack of capital and the lack of opportunity to get into there in the first place. There are young people and people of any age sitting in skyscrapers in in cities all over Australia and in workplaces all over Australia who would uh, put on their overalls and gumboots and and their boots tomorrow if they could. Uh, there are just hundreds, if not thousands, of people who have squashed farming dreams because they know that the, the reality is they'll never be have the millions of dollars needed to, uh, to buy a farm, so they go off and, and do uh, something else. Okay, so what about farmers on their existing properties? Because clearly one of the other problems, as I pointed out, is whether you split the farm up for the family, uh, whether you sell the farm outright and try and take the cash, maybe head to the city or head to one of the holiday resorts and have an easier life. I mean, these are all decisions. But of course, if a family has owned a farm for several generations, that also becomes a more difficult question for them. It absolutely is. And we don't, um, we want people to know that there are many options in how they can uh, handle 
hand the farm on, whether it's to your own family or to somebody else's kids. Um, and we want people to sit back and think about that what they really want out of life, what they want out of their farm and what they want that for their community. And we just wanted them to know that there are more options than, than just um, dividing it up uh, into smaller pieces uh, or selling to the next-door neighbours, that there are other people out there who, who are desperate to, to work with them on their farm and, and uh, keep the legacy of their, their farming uh, uh, enterprise going. And the interesting side of this is always that farmers make the news when times are bad, when there are droughts, when stock is being put down, when, say, for example, in recent times, that dairy farmers have had such a tough time, particularly in the Murray-Golban area. Um, but, but, of course, in other times, you know, for beef farmers right now with record prices, with many other farmers that have actually had good rains and have probably got pretty decent crops in the ground as we speak, you know, there are the prosperous times. There is a living there to be made. And, of course, the thing is, if there are young younger people who can cultivate new opportunities, seek new markets overseas using free trade agreements, there is opportunity out there for those that really are prepared to work at it. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's the key word. It's, it's work and, and hustle. And you've got to have the energy. And that's why we're keen to get the next generation in. And, and you're right, they do have those ideas. And if um, we're starting to build some of the most uh, clever people in the ag industry uh, and building up uh, their support with what we're doing as well. So we're confident that every farm that we, we set up uh, it's going to have a, a strong future and we can help de-risk uh, for droughts and, and for markets uh, and make sure that we're, we're setting these young people onto a great career option, not just uh, setting them up to fail. And so from your point of view, obviously you're effectively a middleman, a manager between the investors and the prospective farmers, uh, the farmers themselves and the new generation coming through. Obviously you stand in the middle trying to effectively be a broker for these types of things, don't you? Matchmaker is what we are calling it. <laughs> uh, so we, we, um, people can do this themselves. Like the, you don't even need us. This is just about conversation. So what we're trying to do is find those three people in those three uh, areas, so retiring farmers, aspiring farmers, and investors, uh, and then get the right people around the table at the right time to talk about a farm opportunity. Um, so, yeah, you could, you could do that with your friends and family and, and next-door neighbours and have that sort of discussion, uh, or there could be people from either opposite ends of Australia that we bring together and we just let them let them go and we can be involved as, as much or as little as needed. I've got to tell you that philosophically every person listening will say yes we totally and utterly get that and understand exactly how that will work because it is still applied. Of course young people in capital cities trying to buy housing exactly the same with our farms as well. Sam Marwood is the co-founder of Cultivate Farms trying to bring those investors, the farmers and also the young upcoming farmers together as well and Sam we appreciate your time on the program today. Thank Hey, thanks for your attention. Please do leave a rating and also get in contact if you do want to get onto your dream farm. We'd love to help. Let's get you farming.